The Mandalorian vs. Andor, the battle of the ages, and the biggest controversy between fans of either series. Do you want the campy fun of Mando, or the grit and quality of Andor? And is there a way to have both? We have some thoughts, as well as information on what is going to happen after the rise of Skywalker. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump right in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. First off, one of the biggest discussions that somehow came up recently. Uh, again, ever since Andor came out, I think there's a heightened level of expectation when it comes to the quality around Star Wars. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, honestly, comparison when it becomes, when it is about something in the same franchise, I think is very good. It allows you to say, hey, are we getting better or are we getting worse when you compare it to the same thing obviously comparing like marvel versus dc they're trying to do very different things might take away some of the joy there but i think with star wars it's a very interesting discussion that i think is worth having mm -hmm. Andor really set the bar for what we expect to see from star wars just from set pieces yep. to acting to the writing to the editing the cinematography just the cohesive story that they're trying to tell they did such a great job with it i think it's a very fascinating discussion when you go to mando which is trying to accomplish something very differently than andor andor it's telling it knows its end Mando, Dave Filoni, uh, and John Favreau have said in interviews that they don't necessarily have an end goal for Mando. They don't have a series finale that they're going for. They are continuing the space western in Star Wars. But I think the first episode of Mando definitely uh, brought things back to Campyville. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? I would like to point out that even like before we got Andor... I feel like we all looked at season two of Mandalorian as like a step up. Already this is so much more cinematic and it's way more like like we're really getting into these characters and... Well, I'd say like, in my personal opinion, I'd say season one of Mando does that. Hmm. Season two, I'd say, is more of a step back when it comes to the cinematography because they do lean so heavily on the volume. Mm, okay. Season two is definitely leaning a lot more to that Campyville. I mean, the first season of Mando, you have like, I can bring you in cold or I can bring you in warm. <laughs> I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Yeah, I just remember some of the like individual sets that were like, okay, and maybe that was the second one mm. that I'm thinking of. Clearly well, we I need to rewatch them. very standard experience with any tv show with star wars except for andor where you have like oh man they crash landed on this planet and now like that's the one where grogu was trying to eat the eggs with season two hmm i was thinking more of the one where they crash land on <laughs> that icy planet no on the like rice field planet oh yeah he that... like takes his almost takes his mask off the first yeah. time sort of thing mm-hmm that, that definitely was a low point was for Star a low Wars. Point. But was but that the first? That was the first. Season. Okay, see, yes. that's what that's what makes me think of it. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's been there all along. But yeah, my point is, is that I think even in some of the episodes mm -hmm. for Mandalorian, we were already seeing like, oh, this could be so much more. Oh yeah, I mean the level, even even those weird issues and that kind of thing. All of those aside, it's still a very pretty show, except for when you get to season three. Mm. It seems like they aren't going, they're going for a lot more of TV. Mm. Like it looks like a television show. And seasons one and two 
feel like a movie. They yeah. feel more cinematic. And I think there's a few moments of, except for the dog fights, the dog fights look so mm-hmm. freaking good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But when it comes to like the pirates being on there, it just seemed really weird. Uh, probably because everything was so bright. They were trying to point out a very idyllic world. And that was the issue with the prequels. Mm. Everything was way too clean and tidy and shiny. Maybe that's what I'm picking up on. Yeah, could be. Makes it more feel more like a set than it is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Real and lived in. But it makes right. sense. Mm-hmm. Because they're rebuilding that, that area. So obviously it's a lot more newer construction. But it's just like, it stands out from what I love about Star Wars, which is that like gritty textures and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think Andor is something totally new that we've just mm-hmm. really never seen yeah, from a Star Wars. Out, I mean, most of Star Wars is the fandom, the nostalgia, and just the world that it builds out. It's not necessarily the quality of the storytelling or the quality of the acting or the filming or whatever. It's about telling this wide, very big story set around hope and humanity. Mm-hmm. But Andor, on the other hand, it has all of those pieces. It is so Star Wars. But if you just said, hey, we're going to put in, this is a new place. This is a new franchise it stands on its own if you take star wars out of it it is a good story mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of the i mean that's the charm but it's also the fault of andor in a way because mm. it's like this wasn't it almost feels like this wasn't a story for star wars it was just suddenly pushed, like shoved in a star wars lens obviously that is not true Interesting. but it has that feeling because it's so planned like it's so mm, so well thought out yeah and it it's just, it follows these beats that we know mm. in- instinctively well that's why i think it's so interesting to compare the two because i, I don't think just because all of the star wars that we've gotten has been campy and in some cases subpar or something that like you're gonna go see but it's not gonna like blow your mind all the time now we have an expectation we know what we can get in star wars television now that it's like okay maybe i do have higher expectations maybe i do want star wars to be as thoughtful as well planned out like Mm -hmm. there the big debate online recently it's so funny like the more i hear dave filoni and john favreau talk about season three of mando the less excited i get about it Mm. and the more that tony gilroy and all these other people talk about andor it's more excited i get Mm. it's like oh man this is gonna they're stepping up the game with season two these they're trying to find different ways to tell diego get diego luna to tell andor story Mm. and with freaking mando they're like well uh in book of boba fett grogu might have spent like two years with uh luke skywalker it might have happened so the first season what? the first season of mando starts in bb or aby nine nine aby okay and that's the first season and then you have the second season and we're in the third season and dave filoni is like yeah i think we're in like 10 aby now it's like you had two seasons of a show in and you're like on the third year? season all in a year? Yeah, that's a lot. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing for them to be in this interview and not have all of the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case at all. Like obviously you're gonna be you're you're in an interview, you don't know the questions most of the time that are going to be asked and you're on the spot. But Tony Goroy was like, Yep, this is when we're starting, we're gonna go we're actually gonna put BBY on the screen. We also know like 
he says he's not a Star Wars fan, but like the dude knows his stuff. Yeah. Like he's like, oh yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about the Rakuten Empire. We're going to talk about this, this, and this. And we're going to put this piece here because that's interesting. And I'm not a Star Wars fan, but also like this is set in this BBY. We know that this is going on in this part. We're going to mention this uprising because that takes place in this BBY. And then you got Dave Filoni, John Favreau, like, yeah, Star Wars. Woo. <laughs> I'm not saying. I am saying there's a right way, mm-hmm. but I'm not faulting Dave Filoni or John Favreau in terms of that. Like when you're in an interview, you're in a they they obviously have been in many interviews before, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have all of the right answers, you're going to say all the right things because it's not scripted. No. And there has to be so much grace especially for TV shows mm-hmm. where you're like you're pumping out a season yeah. Like per whatever. So you're really only looking at this in chunks. Mm-hmm. Like, also, th- this show hasn't been on for two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like television and, well, although I guess Andor is a TV series. that That's where everything that's, starts to get complicated. Oh, so that there's, is. There's the hinge. There's the problem <laughs> here. You can say, oh, well. We're going to give them some grace. TV series, and then you're like, not. well, Andor did it very well. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Like it, the whole thing with Star Wars is you can't give the whole thing with Mando and the issues with Mando in certain situations and certain aspects of it has been exemplified due to Andor's success, mm-hmm. well thought out story, and all of the things that make Andor so great. I don't want Mando to be as dark and gruesome and gritty as Andor is. No, it I doesn't don't need want to be. that. I want something. Obviously, there needs to be a place for different stories, mm-hmm. but I want the level of thought and love of telling good stories in a great way mm-hmm. that Andor has in Mando. Agreed. Agreed. I feel like we're seeing two different artists. Mm-hmm. In like this is two different artist pieces of work, you know. Like it's like we have you... Andor, which is this like gritty, earthy, hard hitting human side uh-huh. of Star Wars, and then we have Mandalorian. That's also which like, is like it, the Andor is painted with like acrylic paints and oil, and like right. it's got all of these like really complicated, complex textures. Uh-huh. And then we have the marker piece over here, which is. Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which is fun, very and it's, creative. Yeah, it's it's playing around with a lot of different characters. It's like a coloring book versus like an art piece. Like obviously, there's skill in both of those things. I wouldn't go so far to say that Mandalorian is a coloring book. That they're okay. No, but I just mean in terms of like it's a coloring book in the aspect of like you're gonna have all of your favorite characters on one page. Right. Not right. necessarily like it's all like you have to fill in the blanks. Kind gotcha. Of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I. in a way, it's easy, I think, to see that as less complex. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is. I think it's still got its own set of... Yeah. I mean, they're telling mayhem. a very rich, like, father <laughs> mm-hmm. story in Star Wars from a franchise that doesn't have a good track record with fathers. Uh, True that. Anakin. Luke Skywalker. Uh-huh. Basically... All of them, except for Mando. So, I mean, there's that. Like, they, they're telling very interesting things. But the problem with season three right now, mm. as far as we know, obviously, the next episode we're, comes we're out. even, like, what, two this, episodes in? As this episode comes out, the second one will come out. 
that night the next day mm-hmm. um but you're seeing a the the story that they're trying to tell with mando right now is everyone trying to go back to their default perspective mm. and not realizing that's the problem and that's why it failed in the first place. Mm. No, I think they definitely have a lot of potential here. And I, I'm really excited to see what mm-hmm. else they do. I hope that we do get more character development. Like, honestly, that's the biggest thing for me. It's like if we get mm-hmm. solid characters, I'm okay. Like, I can overlook a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even if it's not, even if the set isn't to my taste or whatever, mm-hmm. as long as the acting and the character development is there and yes. solid, beautiful. Mm-hmm. As long as it hits home for me, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. exactly. And so far, it's Mando. It's doing the thing that Mando does. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they stay true to what that is. And yeah. the fact that they don't have a set ending doesn't take that away. I hope that it doesn't take it away, at least. No. There's always room for growth. Yeah. So we're talking about these interviews that everyone's having in promotion of Mando, as well as teases on Ahsoka that we'll probably get at Star Wars Celebration. So we're definitely looking forward to that. We might. We might see some exclusive content. Because, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, in these interviews, we've got some fun things, obviously, around Mando. I'm like, oh, stop saying stuff, please, guys. I don't... I We'll just play out the story as it goes. Tell me things that I don't know. John Favreau was in an interview recently, and they talked about what could be happening next in the Star Wars universe. And it's a big thing on the screen, and it's very eventful. But it is a relatively brief moment in history over the course of the thousands of years that Star Wars takes place. And so what happens after it is interesting, too. And I know that there's some discussion an exploration going on about what happens after it. We have some teases about the Damon Lindelof Star Wars project and how it is more than likely set after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. I want to ask you, what are your expectations? Do you think that the next stories that they're going to be telling in Star Wars are going to be post-Rise of Skywalker? My initial like gut reaction would be absolutely not. <laughs> really? I feel like... They would just like be like, okay, we're gonna keep stepping away from Ray a little bit and just like, let's go way in the past. Like, I feel like that's more. Their I feel like that's speed. what fans want. Yeah, is when mm-hmm. they want to go back in time because that's where some really interesting stuff happens. I mean, what's the story that you're gonna tell after the rise of Skywalker? Right. I mean, they had another bigger Death Star, and then they had a bunch of Star Destroyers with Death Star attack. You can't go bigger after that. I know. It doesn't make sense. It's really interesting thinking who's the bad guy it's really interesting thinking about star wars and tech you know like all that we have seen from the beginning to like generations later it's just bigger yeah we've guys technology is better because it's bigger right and i feel (laughs) like we haven't actually seen like an an actual like Mm -hmm. progression of technology progressing the closest thing we got was when they had the hyperspace tracking and the last jedi yeah but that was dumb yeah and i was like oh yeah we did that because Mm -hmm. we needed to know you know like we just this was just convenience like it It was convenient storytelling Mm -hmm. i mean i love the last day this is not uh, dinko hates it (laughs) But this is not, I love The Last Jedi. I love the th- the things that it's trying to say. How it says it, we can talk about that specifically. But Another time. 
the last Jedi, I think, is good, but they definitely, they're like, technology has advanced. Oh, how is it advanced? Like, what are, what are you doing? Well, we can track through hyperspace. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Well, it needs to make sense. Otherwise, we don't have a movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, I I think that's just me personally yeah. being like, I would be a, I would be wary mm-hmm. if they said, this is after Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker or whatever the sequels were like yeah i think there's two paths that they can do here they can go one direction which is they can go bigger they can say oh my gosh there's a new sect that's coming out and it's not the it's not the galactic empire it's not the first order it's the final order people this is the knights of ren somehow have returned and they're making a bigger ploy for control of the galaxy hmm. they could go that direction i don't think that's a fun story cuz that they tried that before and it didn't really land as hard as people hoped it to hmm. Or they can go what I hope they do, which is the smaller scale stuff. If they can set up a a cool story that's told through all these different set pieces of the films, the TV shows, the animated shows, the video games, the books and comics, like weave it all together. Not like DC is doing, but they weave it all together where you get these bits and pieces all the way around. And you say, okay, this is cool. Let's let's tell the next. Let's let's set up the next part of the star wars galaxy with this damon lindelof star wars and that's what's going to expand the things that's where ray could come in as a cameo or as a smaller piece but have a piece of this big cog and this big machine bring in like the yuzan vong or bring in the rakatan empire bring in these kinds of things like there's an outward force maybe what they're trying to do is the unknown regions like Mm -hmm. that might be something that they're trying to play around with on the big screen because they're definitely doing it in the the small screen yeah that's for sure honestly i feel like there's still there's so much star wars out there that's just not tapped into Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's so many good things out there why don't they just Mm -hmm. look you know like knights (laughs) of the old republic era uh the high republic era like they have all of these places in the past they still have a lot of stories that could be told in the prequel era they could have they could recycle some of these stories i feel like if they saw like oh here's this race that rose to power and Mm -hmm. there's a story about this but it's this other thing even if you could just like recycle that story pay homage to it but then like make it something new i mean that's what marvel does with the comics like they say oh this is going to be civil war but they're going to take it apart they're going to take this piece over here and then there's this comic book over here and then there's this bit of animated stuff from the 90s that we're going to take in over here. Like, I think there's a lot of those stories that could told to be told. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a remix and an homage and taking these different aspects and then moving it forward. Story is story. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to find the good ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what, what direction do you think they'll go in the mm. post- sequel trilogy era there's some rumblings that ray could be coming back and i think there's a lot of people that would be happy with that and i think there are some stories that ray could totally be a part of i wonder what her motivation is post rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. obviously she's got all the jedi in her now and all that kind of thing she's like the avatar exactly (laughs) what does that look like man she's embodied the force she's brought forward all these things she has the books from the tree she's been learning all of these different things these different aspects of the force 
And she also sees the example that Luke set of like, oh gosh, he, he tried, he failed, he cut himself off from the force and yeah, cause he kind of sucked, but I don't think she's motivated to start a new Jedi order. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's the spark that lights the fire that burns the <laughs> empire down. Like that could totally be it where she is, um, more of like the traveling consultant kind of thing of like, oh, hey, right. you're doing this. Let's kind of connect all the pieces here. What if she becomes like this guru that like people seek her out and she's mm-hmm. just like on top of this giant mountain and people I think are that like, would be a fun. Oh, that, would be, that would be more interesting. Mm-hmm. And then like cults come about because of her or yeah. something like that. And then there's like she's the good the cult and the bad cult because they're both in. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be fascinating. <laughs> I don't think they would do that, though. I don't think they would, too. But <laughs> I think there's I, there's the mentions of the lunches that are happening. There's the teases, the different aspects that they're oh, totally playing around with. They're looking at all these different pieces of, like, okay, what can we do? Who's mm-hmm. interested in coming back? I doubt uh, Poe Dameron would be coming back. They might be able to convince Finn. But I think most of those actors are like, okay, that was a good part of my life. Yep. Now I'm going to do the other thing. Mm -hmm. I think Daisy Ridley has more interest than any of the other people of coming back. Yeah. But I wonder what her position will be. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be fascinating to see a story post Rise of Skywalker without her to start things off. Like, Mm -hmm. what does that look like after the fall of the First Order? What does that look like? We, We saw an example of it. After Order 66, we see an example of it after the fall of the Empire. We see a lot of it in like Mando and Book of Boba Fett, like the the remnants of the Empire. Yeah. What does it look like for the First Order? Because they, they were big, they were massive, but did they have the conviction that the Empire had? Are people still struggling on those different planets? Are they still reeling from the destruction of those five planets? Like, right. What does that look like? I think that could be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what the bad guy would be. I wonder if the, the the bad guy is more of like the, obviously, it's hard. But I think it'd be fun to do like the internal struggle as the bad guy. Like you see the dark side. At, maybe it's the, the, the main lead or something like that is trying to develop their skills with the force. And they come upon the dark side. And they have that internal battle. Like, it's not necessarily of like, oh, hey, there's this person that I'm going to fight and they're evil. It's, I could be that person. I could be the evil person. Honestly, if they're going to pose Rey as all of the Jedi, mm-hmm. there has to be her equal somewhere yeah. in the opposite direction, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they could do this very novel idea of creating something new in Star Wars. Ooh. I d- it's it's Whoa. pretty out there as an idea. But I think there's totally that. I mean, we could be like, oh, who are they going to bring back from this mm. and this? Is it going to be the this person or this person? They could just say, hey, we're going to create something new that's been bubbling under the surface for these centuries. And it's now their time after the First Order has fallen to rise up. And it's not that they've built a bigger Death Star. No, please not. But it's they have their own specific thing that they've built up and they've developed. And it could totally be something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really fun. That would be definitely interesting. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't feel as recycled as some things in Star Wars feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I would be down. 
I think it could be cool. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not, I don't know. I feel like eh, it's hard because in Star Wars, all we get is nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So I don't or know. filling in the gaps. Yeah. So I don't know how people would take it if mm-hmm. they were like, we're just throwing something totally new at you. And then everyone would be like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they do it in the books with the High Republic. Like Those are all new stories told in a completely new era with new characters. Obviously, there's some old characters. I think Yoda's in there. But, like, it's told 200 years before the Clone Wars happens and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. So, there, there's opportunity for new stories, but I think we knew the clear direction when it came to the sequel trilogy. We knew it was somehow going to involve Luke. We knew Han Solo was going to be there. We knew Leia was going to be there. Mm-hmm. We know that. But there's only been, what, four, almost four years since The Rise of Skywalker? That's not the, what was it, close to 20 years from the prequels created an ending to the sequel trilogy coming out like there's a massive amount of time between there Mm. there's not like a clear question to be answered when it comes to what happens after it that's true except for what are the main characters doing but they ended the skywalker saga that's not happening anymore they said that this was the end skywalker saga is going to be a total of nine movies we know that they're going to do more movies we know that they're going to base some movies off of the after the original or after the sequel trilogy. But I think that's a fun question to ask of like, what does that look like now? What kinds of stories are they going to tell in this universe now? Mm-hmm. Now that the Skywalkers are over. Mm-hmm. The beginning of a new era mm-hmm. in Star Wars coming oh. out this fall. <laughs> so soon <laughs> wow <laughs> whoa that's what's really going to be announced at star wars celebration oh the new movie drop we've been working on this this entire time it's ryan johnson's trilogy all at once coming out Nine hours. in the next month what <laughs> <laughs> exactly let us know your thoughts and theories though would love to hear your uh, your thoughts on the whole mando versus andor debate would also love to hear discussion around what you think the next series trilogy whatever is going to be after the sequel trilogy love to hear your thoughts so they're definitely talking about it they're definitely thinking about it let us know in the comments also like and subscribe oh hey listen to this on podcast make sure that you leave us a review helps us out a ton would really really appreciate it Uh, helps other people get the podcast as well as see uh some feedback from you as well on that side of things definitely appreciate it you can listen to this podcast wherever you find podcasts google podcast apple stitcher spotify youtube with video and fun edits all that stuff all there thanks for listening And may the force be with you.